tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good special happy hour prices all night long with your mutiny radio comedy festival ticket march 1st through 5th check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com come take a seat i had a date there and it did not go well but it wasn't the fault of the place they're very nice asiento For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. 
all the world were peaceful now and forevermore peaceful at the surface and peaceful at the core all the joy within my heart would be so free to soar and we're living on a living planet circling a living star i don't know where we're going but i know we're going far we can change the universe by being who we are and we're living on a living planet circling a living star and if all the world knew justice now and forevermore justice at the surface and justice at the core all the joy within my heart would be so free to soar and we're living on a living planet circling a living star i don't know where we're going but i know we're going far we can change the universe by being who we are and we're living on a living planet circling a living star and if all the world knew freedom now and forevermore freedom at the surface and freedom at the core all the joy within my heart would be so free to soar and we're living on a living planet circling a living star i don't know where we're going but i know we're going Welcome. You're listening to Women's Magazine here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Global Val. That was the opening blessing from Indigenous women at the Women's March San Francisco last weekend in Civic Center. Uh, It was a really beautiful day, um, and it's always uh, really a powerful beginning to many events that we have here in the city when we have... uh, our indigenous uh, local Californian Bay Area natives um, to to welcome everyone, to literally welcome everyone to these lands um, that you know we all live on now, but uh, are a result of of a colony, a colonization, and all sorts of you know all of the ramifications of such. But you heard them right there at the end saying we are still here. And so um, it's a good welcome to the human family. As last weekend, thousands of people gathered in the streets in cities across the country 
here in San Francisco. Um, I didn't, I, I honestly couldn't tell you how many uh, people were there specifically, but I can tell you that the, once the, um, the rally at Civic Center had, had finished, that the march that took place uh, from Civic Center down to the Embarcadero stretched as far. And so people were, Market Street was filled from Civic Center to the Embarcadero with people who were marching, women who were marching, and not just women, of course, um, because we see that this women's uh, movement, if you can call it, if, if you want to call it a move, the, you know, a women's movement, but really it's an intersectional movement for justice across, uh, across the board. Um, definitely celebrating uh, so many women who not only ran for office, more women ran for office than ever before. Um, and so many women won their uh, elections in 2018. Um, a record number of, of wins for uh, women in Congress. And um, certainly the faces are, are shifting. The demographics, the, the makeup of lawmakers around the country are shifting. We're seeing much more diversity. And um, it's a very actually hopeful time, all things considered. So I was really privileged and happy to be there at the Women's March last week as part of the kind of part of the pre local press team. So I was able to get a few interviews, but I was also able to record some of the really powerful and moving uh, speeches that were given at the rally. And so today is kind of a recap of Women's March 2019, San Francisco. So I'm really excited to, to, to be able to provide that for you. Uh, maybe you were there and heard it and you want to hear it again. Um, maybe you weren't there and missed it uh, or just haven't had a chance to check it out. So um, over the next few shows that I'm going to be doing, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll play something from the Women's March um, on every show. So today um, I put together a few clips that I think are important um, to, to kind of start off with. Um, now we started with the uh, Native American blessing and welcoming. So I want to highlight uh, the women who were there to represent and raise their voices uh, for the missing and murdered indigenous women. Uh, you can check out their Facebook page, MMIW, Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women. Uh, it is a, a crisis across this continent. Um, the the voices um, that are raising um, are rising to to bring uh, much needed light uh, to this very dark subject of of uh, specifically Native Indigenous women of the Americas who are going missing. They're going murdered. They're getting sex trafficked. Um, there there's you know runaways and and all sorts of you know nefarious things happening. Um, and I am certainly by no means an expert on it, but often when it's women who are part of a, a tribe or are living on a reservation, sometimes these reservations are very rural. And so maybe there's not the type of connectivity or cell phone service that would potentially help uh, these victims to survive, to contact people, to contact their families, um, more coordination between um, law enforcement, uh, is certainly um, up for uh, is a big discussion right now, and I, I want to make sure that we um, amplify that. So here are um, some of the women who were speakers at the Women's March: um, Marge Gro Eppart and Anita Lucchese, and I think you also hear on here um, Josie, who is a Hopi woman, I believe, um, from the Southern California area. So let's uh, let's get back into. So that was a real call to action. Um, they had asked if, uh, you know, who, who supported uh, highlighting and, and bringing justice for these murdered murder and missing indigenous women. And then, uh, of course, everyone said, yes, you know, we stand with you. And then there was the challenge of, can you name one of them? Um, so let, let me, uh, let me continue here with the, with their, um, with their call. Hi, my name is Anita Lucchese. I'm a Hopi woman from the Southern California area. 
You have to please forgive me here. I, I was trying to do a little editing last night and realized that my new software is a little bit of an enigma for me. So uh, I'm just going out of hmm, going out of my my files here, piecing it together as we do in life. Here we go. And I'm going to tell you how. There were four sisters. How many know this story? Four sisters were walking along this stream to gather for their basket material. The oldest sister jumped in the water and said, Help me! There's babies floating downstream. The other two sisters jumped in and started scooping these babies out on shore. The youngest sister ran upstream and they yelled at her, Where are you going? We need help! She said, I'm going to the source. I'm that sister! Are you? Are you going to go to the source and change these laws that protect our indigenous women and people, our two-spirit, our men, our children, there is so much to do, so much work. That's why we wear red. We only wear red. It's to represent the ones who are missing and murdered. I want to see red on every single person that can hear my voice. Red! And you say her name. If you know of someone who's missing or murdered, you say that name every single day. You call them home. You are on native land. Welcome! As far as you can see, you're on native land. We protect this Mother Earth. We're the sacred life givers. We carry the sacred waters. That's why you do not leave any litter on Mother Earth. You do not spit on Mother Earth. You take care of the waters. You take care of the land. You take care of the air, you take care of each other, and everything will fall into place because we go by prophecies, not prophets. Prophecy over prophet. Oh! Thank you, Sister Marge. I'd like to also invite up um, our sister over here. She came from Southern California, Josie. Been uh, doing MMIW um, actions as well across uh, the United States. Squally, my name is Josie. I'm representing my Hopi tribe. And, uh, and it's an honor to be here with my sisters because this is how it's about. We come together as one. We stand together as one because this is what Creator wanted for all of us to be as one and not to divide it. So with that being said, I'm gonna say this once. I'm gonna say women, and we're gonna say rise, rise, rise. And then after that, we're gonna say, when I say no more stolen sisters, you guys say no more missing sisters. When I say no more stolen sisters, you guys say no more missing sisters. Because I want every single body in here to know we're not gonna forget them. We're, they're not forgotten, and they will always be remember and bring us our sisters back home. We're gonna uh, do a song and then we'll uh, close out with the chant and then uh, turn it over to the rest of the speakers. Uh, the song we're gonna do today is the uh, Strong Woman song and um, that song uh, was created by our sisters, our relatives that are in prison, the women's prison, uh, when they're having a hard, difficult time. Um, they came up with this song to help give each other strength. And our, our songs are our prayers. Bye. Uh -huh. 
So again, if you want to connect with this direly important uh, community that is trying to support these missing and murdered indigenous women, uh, check out their Facebook page. It's Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women USA. Uh, There's also a lot of activity in Canada. Um, But as per their challenge earlier to name say her name. Here are a few women who are currently missing. Twyla Montoya, who's been missing from Bernalillo, New Mexico, since September. Um, Priscilla Barrera, age 16, missing since December 31st from Sacramento, California. That's close to home, folks. Um, She's from Sacramento. She was missing in Oklahoma. 16 years old. Priscilla Barrera. Danica Renee Elise Edmo. Missing in Idaho. Heaven Mountain Sheep. Missing in Montana. 16 years old. Larissa Lonehill, 
missing from Rapid City, South Dakota, since October of 2016. She was 21. Brooklyn Aerotop Knot, 21 years old. Missing from Great Falls, Montana, since December 2018. And the list, sadly, goes on. So do connect uh, with the Missing and Murder Indigenous Women's mu- Movement. Um, it is, a, I think, a vital part of the women's uh, voices that are being raised. We're seeing the first two female Native American women to ever join the U.S. Congress. And so things are hopeful that there will be policy changes, or at l- the very least, um, discussions uh, about this great tragedy. So the Women's March is a powerful, powerful uh, tool and uh, happy to support them in any way. So um, speaking of the Women's March and and what it means and and the impact that it has had, uh, not only on the number of women who have like run for office and have won, um, but also this march in San Francisco was uh, sponsored by um, Planned Parenthood Northern California. So the CEO of Planned Parenthood Northern California, Gilda Gonzalez, came and spoke and she gave a really amazing speech at the rally. So I'm going to play for you, uh, Gilda Gonzalez. SF Business Times Influential Women Forever Influential designation and St. Mary's College of California's 40 Most Influential Women graduates. Please give it up for the amazing Gilda Gonzalez. Wonderful to be here. Love and greetings from Planned Parenthood, Northern California, staff and board of directors. I stand here in gratitude on behalf of all those we care for, educate, and serve. On the evening of November the 8th, 2016, everyone associated with Planned Parenthood felt like we were dealt a fatal blow once the presidential race was called. Like you, we were shocked and mortified. Planned Parenthood throughout our history has never had it easy, but at that moment, we knew we were in the fight of all fights. The The president and his cronies had made it very clear that we were one of their first targets to mess with. But soon after the election, calls for Women's March began to appear. And in the midst of our post-election darkness, the Women's March began to shine like a beacon of hope and strength. By January 2017, the marches were real and the magic was in the air. I am very grateful because Planned Parenthood stands strong now because you marched in 2017, 2018, and today. Let me explain further. Following the 2017 marches, we saw record numbers of people attending congressional town hall meetings demanding that Congress protect health care and protect Planned Parenthood. The Women's March triggered a fierce wave of activism that set in motion the resistance. It was then that we were ready to fight in a whole new way with renewed hope for the duration of this hostile administration. And the Women's March and movement have solidified several truths for me. First, love does trump hate. Second, what is right and just will always prevail. And thirdly, don't mess with women and girls' right to control our bodies. 
It just pisses us off. <laughs> After November 2016, the number of Planned Parenthood supporters doubled. This flood of, this flood of love required us to re-examine ourselves. We needed to own why people felt so strongly about defending us. And I've concluded that it's because Planned Parenthood stands and has always fought for sexual and reproductive freedom and justice for all. It's also because we care for anyone, regardless of your legal status, your ability to pay, your ethnicity, your religion, gender, sexual identity, or sexual preference. Planned Parenthood is here for everyone. We are even here for those who oppose us. We've had the experience of seeing someone protesting us outside our health center, and then months later, coming in for health care services. And I'm proud to tell you that we don't judge them. Instead, we care for them like anyone else. That is why I believe you and millions of others across this country believe in us and continue to fight back with us. This movement breathed new life into us and attempts to fully defund us failed. So I say again, because of you, we are stronger today. So much so that this year, we will begin to build a bigger and bolder San Francisco Planned Parenthood Health Center. Allowing us to double the number of patients we serve. We are also getting ready if Roe is reversed. We affirm our pledge to never stop performing abortions, period. We are here for our Northern California patients and anyone who will be coming from other states if Roe goes away. It's important to, for you to know that California Planned Parenthood leaders are clear in our commitment to ensure that abortion remains safe and legal in this state. <laughs> Unity is an imperative now. We must keep this movement together for the next phase of work, namely the presidential race next year. Together, we are fierce and unstoppable. Just look at the amazing November midterm results. We must win and set in motion a path to an America that we are proud of and can finally believe in. For over a hundred years, Planned Parenthood has grounded ourselves on the following belief. No woman can call herself free who does not own and control her body. No woman no woman can call herself free until she can choose consciously whether she will or will not be a mother. We are clear in our purpose. And because you march, vote, and continue to speak truth to power, Planned Parenthood will remain strong for you and future generations to come. Thank you.
And that was Gilda Gonzalez from Northern California Planned Parenthood CEO, Gilda Gonzalez. And then some sounds from the crowd. Your vote, your voice. As we've seen the tremendous number of victories for female candidates and this year's Women's March San Francisco. Um, actually, the theme across the country was the women's wave. Um, but also this year in San Francisco, because all of the marches are uh, independent. And if you want to know more about it, I interviewed the co-chair of the Women's March San Francisco, Sonia Andari, um, the my last episode of uh, Women's Magazine two weeks ago. Um, so, but e- each, each uh, march in each city is independent. Um, but in San Francisco, we there was a, a secondary theme, um, a, a co-theme, if you will, that, which is speak truth to power. So I wanted to um, amplify a voice here who may not always get uh, the chance uh, to have her voice heard, um, but she's a local San Franciscan. Um, she was speaking uh with the coalition on on the homeless and her name is tracy mixon um, who is herself a, a homeless mother in san franciscan uh homeless mother in san francisco and a native san franciscan and i'm currently homeless in this city Real talk, I never thought that I would be homeless with my daughter, let alone have worked on Proposition C, our city, our home, and I helped get that passed, and that's empowering for me. I didn't think I was going to be here in front of so many beautiful faces at this Women's March speaking to you guys, and this means so much to me. I fought with my daughter for Proposition C. I mean, I had her passing out flyers just like I was doing it because I wanted her to see what this was going to be about. I get a chance to show her what true activism is, and I'm so grateful for that. And I know that I have found my voice because if I didn't find my voice, I wouldn't be up in here in front of y'all. And about this city is hard when there are no real resources being offered to homeless mothers and homeless families because I'm in a shelter right now. And guess what? Some of my girls is here supporting me that are in the shelter and going through the struggle with me, my girls. And I know that I'm trying to make a change in this city and I know my daughter is gonna make a change in this world. So y'all look out for her because one day she is gonna be a president of the United States. Tracy Mixon. Um, And, you know, I'm... I'm sampling things from today um, as we talk about your your vote, your voice. Uh, you could hear how she had worked on Proposition C, which was the um, November 2018 San Francisco ordinance uh, to tax uh, businesses, um, who uh, large businesses, um, to pay a special tax. Uh, of sorts to fund homeless homelessness services and. Um, and uh, it passed with, with a rather strong majority here in San Francisco. Um, interestingly enough, as I said, I'm sampling uh, today from uh, speakers at the Women's March rally. Um, I am going to play a little bit from our mayor, uh, London Breed, who um, got a lot of, um, well, people weren't too happy with her not supporting Proposition C. Um, you know, one of her uh, arguments against it she publicly, um, you know, made was that basically if it passed, then the city was going to get, it was going to get tied up in court. Um, and it currently is tied up in court. Um, the, the city's collecting the money already, but, uh, not really accessible yet. Um, so, uh, let me play a little bit of, uh, London Breed, because she was pretty fired up that day. Um, and also, um, 
she recently made a, came out with a statement because the city of San Francisco uh, discovered that they had a surplus of $415 million. And so um, much of that will be um, reserved for various programs. Some will be going to the MTA, the Municipal Transportation Agency. Um, some of it will be going to SF uh, Unified School District, um, some to children and family programming, some to the library, some for early care education, some for street tree maintenance. Um, but uh, Mayor Breed has also put forth a proposal for the other $181 million to support the creation of 900 new units of affordable housing, uh, preserve and improve over 1,000 units of existing affordable housing, fund the expansion of 300 new spaces in homeless shelters and navigation centers, and open 86 behavioral health and substance abuse hospital beds. Um, and although she did not support Prop C on the ballot, um, she does say that she is working to try to unlock that money, um, which is currently held up in lawsuits. So here is our mayor pretty fired up. Let's see. Here we go. I know she's, she's, we had a, okay. I'm working on it, folks. Here we go. In the interest of time, I'm, I'm abbreviating some of the things from today, but I think we're going to be over okay. Here we go. And what we are going to do in the spirit of honoring one of the most amazing leaders in our history, in our country, Dr. Martin Luther King, as we celebrate his message, his message of tolerance, his message of inclusiveness, his message of understanding and forgiveness, and ultimately his fight for love and equality. As we celebrate Dr. Martin Luther King today, let us not be satisfied to the woman's right to choose is not something we're even talking about because it just should happen. Let us not be satisfied until women are finally making the same amount of money and even more than men. Let us, let us not be satisfied instead of 23% of women in the House of Representatives. Hell, let's make it 100. Let us not be satisfied until we make sure that we break that glass ceiling and get a woman in the White House. In honor, in honor of the Women's March, in honor of each and every one of you and all of the things that you and so many incredible leaders do to make our city and our country a better place for women everywhere. We are gonna light up City Hall pink tonight. We're gonna light up City Hall pink. We are gonna make sure that the message of unity and love is transcended all over this country. Thank you all so much for being here. Thank you everybody, enjoy yourselves. Sounds from the streets of the Women's March San Francisco 2019. You are listening to Women's Magazine here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Global Val, and I'm really happy to be here today and to be sharing some of this with you, uh, these historical events taking place all around the country, but certainly right here in beautiful San Francisco. So again, you heard some chants from the streets, um, and we also heard from our mayor, Ms. London Breed. So I want to keep going. We've got about mm, 10 
or 12 more minutes of this particular podcast here today. So I have a a couple more uh, things that I'd like to uh, report for you. Um, So let me see here. I got so much content, folks, it's hard to know what to do with. So thank you for your patience with me um, as I roll through my Rolodex of recordings. Um, here, Here's an interesting voice uh, that uh, appeared at the rally, uh, Jessica Nolan. She's the executive director of the Young Women's uh Freedom Center here in San Francisco. And I think it's important that she get her voice heard. My name is Jessica Nellen. I'm executive director at the Young Women's Freedom Center. And tell us about the Young Women's Freedom Center. The Young Women's Freedom Center um, organizes and builds the power of cis and trans women and girls, non-binary folks of color that have been incarcerated, experienced life on the streets, um, young moms. And we work because we know that our voices, our power is what's going to change our country. Awesome. So what are some of the... uh you were up there as like a family up there. So uh, tell us, talk a little bit about your, um, like how your organization operates and how people come together. Sure. So I know we got a full background here. It's all so right. We've been around San Francisco for 25 years. Um, we, our model is meet our people where they're at. So we do street outreach. We do work in the jails, um, county jails, juvenile hall, and um, we do healing. And we're 95% formerly incarcerated. Our staff, 40% is um, under folks under the age of 24. Like only 30% have a degree. And we just really believe that like our voices, our experience, our family and community's histories is our power. Um, so we do everything from youth employment to statewide policy change. And what does it mean for everyone out here to be here today? Well, it's super powerful. I think that like. For us as an organization, it's really important that we create space within the larger women's movement for the voices of, of those most marginalized, right? Um, trans women of color, uh, folks that have experienced incarceration, folks who don't have education, uh, formal education. Um, and so, uh, you know, women, women and girls of color, like that's who we're representing, yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad you're out here as we out here for the Women's March today. That was Jessica Nolan from the Young Women's Freedom Center. So I'm going to connect further with Jessica and they're going to come down to Mutiny Radio at some point with their crew and uh, their extended family. And she told me that some some of them are performers. And so uh, really excited to set up a time for them to come down and uh, be here on uh, at Mutiny Radio in our cool community space. Um, so thank you, Jessica. And just, I, I was just kind of blown away by the by the whole spectrum of voices that were able to be represented there at the rally. So I really want to give a lot of credit to the organizers of Women's March San Francisco for bringing in this slate of speakers who were extremely powerful and inspiring. Um, uh, one person we haven't really heard from, she, you heard her voice a little bit on there, was Mona Shake, and she was the MC. Um, she's a comedian, and she was a Muslim. She's um, pa- born in Pakistan, so she's an immigrant woman um, who is a comedian and kind of, she said, kind of almost reluctantly political. But how how could you not be at this point in time? So, um, given the amount of time we have here today. I think I might have a minute, couple more minutes here. Yeah, let's talk to Mona Shake. And she told me how to pronounce her name. With a pretty fun uh, way to remember that. I know, right? It's all about the media coverage. All right, ready? So, yeah. All right, we're here at the Women's March 2019 in San Francisco, and I'm talking with Mona Shake, Shake and Bake. Mona Shake. Shake it, don't break it. All right, and you're the MC for this event today. I am. I'm so excited. It's all uh, kicking in. I think uh, before you were asking me, are you inspired? I was like, I'm perspired. I'm perspiring. That's what's happening. That's, That's right. The light is shining on us today. The sunshine came out. So, why are you so passionate about the Women's March as an event that's uh, now in its third year? 
how could you how could you be a woman in this day and age and not be passionate about women's march i mean come on uh you know let's go back to the time when you had your suffragettes uh to the time when women in the 60s took it to the streets and uh this is uh this is uh, the other wave of women that have come forward and like look we I know you guys claim that we've made progress, but I assure you we have a long way to go. And uh, Women's March is definitely a, uh, uh, and uh, I wouldn't even call it a revolution, I would call it an evolution uh, that has come forward to be like, look, we, we got work to do. So how does this tie into some of your work and your art? So much. I mean, um, I was just telling somebody, uh, somebody was asking me that I'm not, I'm a reluctant uh, political comedian, you know, I really am. Uh, I, uh, so I grew up in Pakistan, partially, and I grew up under a dictatorship. So for me uh, to see the kind of things that are currently happening um, in our country uh, is extremely worrisome. I mean, extremely worrisome, uh, almost to a point of, to a level of PTSD to, to certain points. Um, so for me, it's uh, uh, something that is uh, incredibly close to my heart. I couldn't possibly be a comedian in this day and age and not talk about the impact um, of what is happening politically in our country. So um, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, it's something that's really near and dear to my heart. So I have to talk about it. Absolutely. So as a Pakistani-American uh, living in the 21st century, I, I understand that it must be a very, very like troubling uh, type of society to live in post 9-11 where we've seen Islamophobia and, and just, you know, widespread kind of ignorance. Um, so um, how, how do you bring that personal aspect of you here today and into your work? Uh, you know, um, I was um, I lived in New York City when September 11th happened, uh, so I uh, I saw firsthand of uh, what it did and how it impacted Muslims and the lies that were spread about how um, what was happening in Jersey City about with Muslims and uh, and uh, Pakistanis. Um, it's sad, but uh, uh, I feel you know as, as a woman, 21st century. What can I say? I feel so incredibly honored, uh, I mean, to, to be a, an immigrant, a Muslim female immigrant, to have this incredible opportunity to stand in front of thousands of people and, uh, and lead a march in a way that is, uh, you know, that is, uh, that is historical. I mean, uh, look, uh, there, there are going to be uh, girls who are going to be born, uh, you know, uh, 10, 15 years from now. They're going to grow up, the kids, the little girls that are here now, and they're going to grow up and be like, wow, these women were marching for us. They were making a society better for us. Uh, that's, that's beautiful. If I, if I can be a part of that, I mean, I'm, I'm down for that all day. I will... I will march in my shiny shoes for that all day. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I guess one more question. Now that we see that so many women have been elected uh, this past year, um, many of them in, in Congress, a record number in Congress, and we're seeing uh, two, of the, two of the first female Muslim Congresswomen, what kind of changes do you expect to see uh, coming out of their camps? You know, uh, I think what's going to happen, and I think the kind of change that I'm expecting, um, A is uh, perceptions are being changed, right? Huge. That's a that's a huge factor. Uh, when uh, w women think of Muslim women, uh, you know, in the West or in America, uh, there is a, uh, a presupposition of somehow there's an oppression attached to it. I mean, <laughs> you can't be a congresswoman and be oppressed, honey. That's not how that works. Uh, so you got Ilhan Omar and you got Rashida Tlaib, um, you know, leading, uh, and you know, being leaders and uh, becoming a first con Muslim congresswoman. I'm expecting policy change. You know. I um, am a big believer of what's happening overseas and the kind of wars we've gotten ourselves involved in uh, overseas. That that change has to happen on uh, on a you know on 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 congressional level, right? Those, those are laws that has to, our foreign policy has to change. So when you have uh, Muslim women, you have uh, other diverse uh, congresswomen who step into the office, they're going to help implement and change those laws that are going to prevent these kind of, you know, useless wars that we go and get involved in and spend billions of dollars and lose our, you know, our incredible, um, 
you know, our army and uh, you know, and our, our and our servicemen. So uh, I feel, you know, th that kind of fundamental change is going to come from the lawmakers and the fact that we have a diverse group of lawmakers that have come into the uh, freshman class of Congress. That's 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 huge. Well, Mona Shake, thank you so much. I'm excited to have see you MC up there. Have fun. You're looking good. Thank you so much. I showered for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're always welcome to Mutiny Radio as well. Mona Shake. Shake it, don't break it. She was a great MC, by the way. Um, she also gave a really um, humorous but powerful, impassioned, uh, kind of a welcome speech um, that uh, I, I applaud her for. So it's, it's nice to, um, I think it's great to, to be able to you know, break, break out of your, cause break out of your art and, and, and into the political, uh, you know, conversation. Um, so she was great. Um, way to go. Mona shake. So we just have a couple more minutes here. I want to play you one more little thing. Uh, as I was walking through, or as I was marching down Market Street with the thousands and thousands of people who were marching down Market Street, um, I saw a group of really young looking people um, and this girl was holding a sign that I thought was probably, um, just summed it all up. So here is my little interview with Summer. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Summer. So why are you out here today at the Women's March? I am out here to stand up for what I believe in, which is equality of all sexes, genders, races, everyone. Everyone is human and they deserve rights awesome. equally. What does your sign say? What does my sign say? I have two sides. My sign says private property, uh, keep your politics out of the uterus. And then the other sign is intersectional feminism. So I consider myself an intersectional feminist because I am of the LGBTQ plus community and I'm also a feminist. Awesome. May I know if I ask how old you are? I am 18. Fuck yeah. Thank you so much. Of course. Well, folks, you heard it here on Women's Magazine with Global Val. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, as the weeks roll on, I will be playing some, some more uh, clips from the Women's March San Francisco 2019 and uh, looking forward to all sorts of interesting and intriguing and world-changing engagements in this calendar year. Uh, next, next Women's Magazine that will be here live at Mutiny Radio will be on February 8th, where I'll be interviewing one of the speakers from the Women's March, Natasha Singh, um, who, let me read you a little bit about Natasha. Um, she's an educational consultant addressing consent, healthy relationships, porn literacy, and mi mindful masculinity with schools, parents, and students. She also works with closely with Asha Rising, um, which is a, an organization that helps women in Calcutta, India, who have aged out of sex work. Um, so Natasha is going to be my guest on February 8th. I'm really looking forward to having a conversation with her. I do hope that you'll tune in, uh, watch the Facebook feeds and such, and I'll be posting it out there. Thanks again to everyone who came out to the Women's March Bay Area, and just keep doing what you're doing. And remember, just when you think your aspirations are outrageous, like, hey, why don't you run for Congress and win and be like a first uh, Native American woman or a first Muslim woman or uh, whatever you want to identify with and like just do it. Hey, inspiration is clearly contagious. So peace. Thank you. Stay tuned. And Common Thread Collective is coming up next. Freedom now and forevermore. Freedom at the surface and freedom at the core. All the joy within my heart would be so free to soar. And we're living on a living planet. Circling a living star I don't know where we're going But I know we're going far